Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. So, um, what do you do now differently as a result of knowing the Enneagram? You know, I, I think there is a, for me, some of it is about um, trying to slow down the, the process sometimes, whatever that process is, uh, and try to listen a little better and uh, try to understand from my, for me, like, okay, if I'm feeling that way so strongly, just what, what, why, do I, why do I feel that way? Mm. Well, what, what's, what's pushing me to feel so mm. strongly about whatever it is? that that don't want to do you know i one of the things that's a little different about being you know being in your 60s and having you know been in office etc and then being on the other side is you you do gain a little different perspective um and you realize oh man some of those things that um were tearing me up inside like i I get a little bit more where it's coming from Hmm. so now you're not in office right I know that you know you went to New Zealand pretty quick, uh, but essentially, I mean, I was around when you were like moving out of the the mansion. Right. Yeah, you were, yep. and uh, getting rid of that dang security detail, <laughs> which I happened to love. Don't <laughs> because you know we went to the Ryman one night and we I'm had a, we had a car uh, in front of us and a chase car behind us and instant access. Like, we didn't have to stand in one line, which was. Maybe the most glorious night of music in my life. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chrissy said it fed all the wrong parts of my uh, of my <laughs> you know need for let's get moving here. You know, so <laughs> <that's great. laughs> and I, I there's parts of you like uh, being in office. Like I said, it's uh, you're re- eight, eight years is the right amount. Okay, I believe in terms of and there's parts of you that I'm ready to go back and drive my own car and that, but. If you go to a concert or a game or something, you miss that being dropped off, you know, underneath the stadium or right at the back door to the Ryman or whatever it is. Um, it, there's a there's a sense, and I people used to always complain about traffic in Nashville. I'm like, it's not bad. Just flip on those blue lights, <laughs> pull into the median. <laughs> why, why are you complaining? And now I'm that person. <laughs> oh man, well I, I'll tell you what, uh, we almost. Uh, abandoned our friendship once you didn't yeah. have that, but we, <laughs> but we decided that we liked you well enough that I, we're going to keep. I you have around. learned who those folks who are. Who just you know, <laughs> I was a very convenient friend for a while. <laughs> but the re- part of the reason I asked that is, you know, the defense mechanism of threes is called identification, and what that means is threes uh, have a tendency to over-identify who they are with the role that they yeah. play. Right, so they can they confuse the their true self with the oftentimes the false self of their job title. Yeah. Right. Did you ever like find yourself saying to yourself or to Chrissy, you know, I, I think I'm having trouble separating who I am from uh, my job. You know, we worked on that real hard, both Chrissy and me and then a group of guys that I met with on a regular basis in Nashville that were just friends, um, separate from being governor. So uh, worked on that 
you know, because I, I really didn't want to have that happen. By the way, that, that this is one of those offices that it lends itself to that. And I don't I don't care what number you are. Um, the problem you have in elected office is you don't get a lot of good, thoughtful feedback. You have people screaming at you on Facebook or whatever it is that you're the worst thing ever, and you have people, you know, you're, you're the you know you're the answer to all of our problems and neither are true but you don't get much of that good thoughtful honest feedback about who you are when you're in elected office and um, I talked to enough people who I knew and respected who had been out of office that said you know don't don't be that way because then when you leave it's re-entry is really tough right yeah because you could just fall off that cliff and, and and then begin to ask yourself well, now that I'm not governor, who am yeah, I? Right. Uh, because it's just kind of hard to, uh, you know, to describe. You are, you're you're set apart. I mean, it's, you know, you live in a house behind a fence, you know, that's, uh, you, highway patrolmen are driving you everywhere. When you walk into a room, everybody stands up. And when you give a speech, they all clap and they laugh at your jokes and, um you know, I, I, that we hit the epitome of it. I'm, I'm really not a hunter, but I, my son is, and we went duck hunting one time. And anybody who duck hunts know you're kind of uh, everybody's crouched down in a blind, and the ducks come. You kind of raise up, and yeah, about six. Sometimes we might have six guys shooting shotguns at the same time. Sometimes you know who hit it, but sometimes you don't. And I knew that I'd hit the epitome of that when, and I'm not. I mean, I have a better ch- chance of throwing the gun and hitting the bird than I do <laughs> shooting it. Okay, so I'm, I'm not a very good shot, and and first time we raised up and shot and i'm pretty sure mine wasn't even close i said nice shot governor when a bird fell out of the sky so it was like you kind of realize this is not a real world you live in oh man well that but i have to say that for a, a three that's not very self-aware and i think it's probably clear to my audience right now that you are a, a self-aware and wise three that's heaven on earth for yeah. that, that kind of three yeah the the three uh wants that kind of attention they 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 actually uh, crave admiration, yeah. and I would imagine in that office, man, that that or or if you were a, a movie star or if you were any kind of a public figure, that that is intoxicating. <clears throat> Did you find it uh, at times to be, oh, this is pretty great, or was it m- mostly, I'm slightly uncomfortable with this? You know, a little bit. The, the, the 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 good and bad thing about being in office is there's enough hard stuff going on always um issues you're dealing with problems you're getting beat up in the newspaper about something that there's always something that kind of pulls you back into the you know uh the reality of 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 being uh being the governor but having said that there is a lot that lends itself to that i mean again if you're if that's your drug, um, or, or that's your your alcohol, you're you're getting to visit the bar a lot, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know if you can answer this, but I, I've I've spent a lot of time actually talking, thinking to myself, you know, and it makes sense in the current environment, like, like how about politics and personality, right, and the interplay yes, b- between yes. between the two of them, and I've oftentimes wondered, okay, well, what what type is most drawn to politics or mm-hmm. to public service, right? Mm-hmm. And I think ones is, is one, mm-hmm. right? Because you have a lot of reformer types, ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I suspect, 
complete speculation, right? So I have to be, that's my, my disclaimer. I think uh, Hillary Clinton is a one. Mm-hmm, I, I bet. I, I think Elizabeth right. Warren is a one. Uh, you know, another public figure like Ralph Nader, I'm pretty sure, is a, is a one. But clearly a ton of threes. Right. I think. Right? Uh, uh, I, if you'd asked me that, um, kind of offhand, I would have said, is I just kind of, again, mentally scanned people that I served with that I knew well, other governors particularly, I would have said, yeah, there, there's a whole lot of threes in there. How do you think that affects things? In government. Here's the danger in government, and is this. It's a world uh, that's a lot about perception, mm. right? So uh, in in business, you know, you've got a profit and loss statement at the end of every month that tells you who's being effective. Uh, in, you know, if you're a, uh, uh, we're, in a, we're in a studio with guitars all, all over the wall, something. If you're an entertainer, you know, like the song sold or it didn't. Um, in in polit- in government politics, that's not necessarily true. I mean, mm-hmm. I can tell you governors that, you know, are, were you know, you know, very prominent and you know, famous, got lots of attention, et cetera. That I don't think really ever did much in terms of leading and running their state and serving the people. That others who never got any attention at all, um, and I could give you their name and you'd say who, you know. Um, so it's a world where perception matters more than than the reality in terms of how people see it and so that's a that's a dangerous place for a for a three to be right because mm-hmm. they're gonna they want to give off that perception of we're doing that and then you learn how to do that successfully and um my my bet is if you tested there'd be a, a wildly disproportionate number of threes hmm. right because it, it, one of the phrases the catchphrases we use about threes is that they're more concerned with seeming right than being, than being. yep and uh you know i i feel like you know part of the public's suspicion uh and at times full-blown disdain right. of people in public service and in, right. in, in government is precisely the seeming versus being problem. I think that's, I mean, you know, there are a whole lot of great people that serve in office. Totally. Way more than Way more than people think, way more than, but but that seeming rather than being or seeming rather than actually, um, you know, being fruitful, whatever you want to call it, um, it is real. Yeah. So what's your, uh, we've had a conversation about this. You, you've been thinking about, a, a podcast you've been writing a writing a book or sort right. of you know kind of pushing away at <laughs> it right. with, with much with my encouragement like um i'm sure people would be interested to know what what needs to change like and 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 where are we and what needs to change i think we're at a worrisome place um in this sense, um, it's hard to describe how much social media has changed politics. Mm. And I say that for several reasons. One, um, as much as you might not, not like what people call mainstream media, et cetera, et cetera, there's one qualifying condition to that. There's an editor involved. And so when something gets said or written, there's somebody that's waiting and saying it's saying, Ian, before we publish that, are you sure that's right? Um, and so that that that's one of the realities is you've got a lot of information that people are consuming. Number two, 
remember, we all get to self-curate our own news now. So you get to choose where you get it. And confirmation bias is an incredibly real thing. When something's happening that I like in the news, I love to, I want to read more. Like, oh, where's another article that will tell me that this is this that, that I already think is true? And so you start to add all that together, kind of this overwhelming social media presence with no editor, so there may or may not be truth to it. Number two, we get to choose where we get our news. Uh, and then combine that with the reality of we all want to hear what we think is true already. Um, it's left us in in some, I, I think, not good places. And I think the other thing I'd say is this about about politics and government is we, people forget all the time, like, this is real stuff. This really does impact people and families. And, um, you know, the thought is, well, I'm a, I'm a Republican because I think this about – uh, gun controller. I'm a Democrat because I think this about abortion, whatever the whatever the issue is. Um, underneath all that, in the state of Tennessee, you know, if for a whole lot of people, we were their only source of, you know, mental health uh, resources, depending on your income level. Mm-hmm. We were the we're the folks that if if you're going to drive across a road, we're paving it. If you're in a prison, you're in one of ours. If you're going to school, most folks are going to one of our public schools. If you're uh, if you have a child who's disabled, we're, we're probably the ones you're relying on. I, I can keep going. But my, my point is, is all, like, all this really matters. I mean, for people of a certain income level, like, all I really need is my driver's license and my kid to have a, a decent public school. For a lot of people, they need government to work beyond that. Mm-hmm. And I think we've we've kind of lost this idea of, you know, government's about – providing services that we can't buy for ourselves you can't bill gates cannot buy his own interstate system okay most people can't buy their own education uh, and i can keep going and so part of our role is how do we provide those services people need in the very most cost effective way that we can to, to the highest degree of quality and somehow that's gotten lost in all of our conversation about you know where do you stand on building a wall right all right, so I've said this before on the show, but because you're here, I'm going to say it again and ask you how you feel about it. Um, I believe um, that America, for most of its history, was a three country. Hmm. Okay. Meaning it was a country that was forward thinking. Yeah. Uh, it was future oriented. It was a country that uh, was all about how can I do better than my parents did. Uh, It was very Mm success-oriented, not necessarily in the negative sense of the word, but how can I be more successful than 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 the people who came before me? I believe now that we have migrated more toward becoming an unhealthy six country, Hmm. meaning we are more fear-based, we are more worst-case scenario thinkers. Uh, we pine for the past. Um, you know, I've, I've found it ironic that uh, our current president's um, sort of mantra of let's make America great again, mm-hmm. as if, right? Uh, like, like I've always believed that nostalgia is a sin. It, it's great to be a person who appreciates the past, but nostalgia seems to me to imply this idea that the best days are behind us. Right. Um, I think as a Christian, 
And as a, an American, it's it's a much healthier thing to think the best days are ahead. Right. Right. Are ahead of us. So, uh, what do you think? Have we moved to being a sixth country? Actually, I, I think it's uh, I I I haven't thought about that, but I think you nailed it. Um, I think we are, and I'll say that I'll go further and say this. When we're responding out of fear, it, it's never good. I, mm. I don't care whether it's in politics, your marriage, your you know career, whatever it is. It's just never good. And I think that in particular, like I said, as, as believers, uh, of all people, we should not be the people who are responding out of fear out there. Mm-hmm. We should be just we should be the people coming with this, you know, assurance of things hoped for that we know how this story plays out in the end. And so, you know, in the in the in the middle of it, while we have a role to play, a job to do, and a way to be faithful, to have a faithful presence, um, it's it's you know responding out of fear is not going to it, I, to me is not having a faithful presence. I'll just say it that way. Mm-hmm. It's faithful presence, a term. Our another person on that trip we went on, uh, James Davidson Hunter, is yes. kind of he's taking that and making it kind of his his like. That that's who we're supposed to be, people with a faithful presence. Yes. Mm-hmm. And part of what's troublesome is if, uh, and we always say this is speculation, if there are more sixes in the population than mm-hmm. any other type, and those types tend to be much more concerned with issues around who's in charge. Right. And they're fearful. Right. And they're looking, like all sixes have what we would call a lust for certainty. Like they just want to know, they want to have a, a, a real sense of certainty. When those people get together en masse mm-hmm. and um, they are looking for some kind of an authority figure that is saying, I, you know, I'm the only person who can keep you safe. Right. Right. Well, that's a big red flag for a, a six. And when they vote en masse based on fear. Right. And also sixes, when they're not very healthy, develop a very strong us and them mentality. Yeah. Um, and, and that's another reason I think, to your point, it's never good when a big block of people is being motivated by mm-hmm. fear. Yeah, I, I think I think that's well said. And I think I, I think the challenge for all of us, regardless of your numbers, how do we figure out how to walk into a situation like that and say and say that like reacting out of fear isn't uh, isn't uh a it's not the right thing to do b it's not going to get us anywhere uh and here's here's a path that, that is a way for you to the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. To walk faithful. Mm. I have a question real quick. Do we have time to, for me oh, to ask Oh, man, sure we do. So I, I, um, is it just threes, or do most people, when they read the section where you describe them in the book, say... He's being too hard on my number. Yes. It's just threes? No. Or is everybody? Everybody feels like you're picking on their number? Well, here's the reason why. Um, I believe that people 
uh, are most likely going to identify their type based on what they get wrong rather than on what they mm. get right. Mm. Yeah. Every number is beautiful, but when you're in the process of trying to determine your type, it's easier because you'll look at it and go, oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's my issues. You know, and and then you can learn about the fact that every number in its healthy expression is really fantastic. You know, right? Uh, so for a three, um, when you're in a good zone, right? Uh, it's no longer important for you to credentialize. It, right. It's no longer right. important right. for mm-hmm. you. To uh, you know, I always laugh and go when I met a three one time in, in Connecticut, and he just he was like in his seventies, which made yeah. it even sadder. Uh, he kept saying, you know, well, back when I was in college in New Haven, and you were like, oh my gosh, why didn't you just come right out and say it? <laughs> you know, you went to Yale, you know. Um, you said, Did you go to New Haven Community College? Yeah, too? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. yeah exactly. But but they become much more interested in. Uh, helping others succeed. Right. They are less interested in driving the bus, feeling compelled to being okay with being a bozo on the bus, another bozo on the bus. Uh, They are much more community-minded. They don't have to lead the team. They're they're happy to be a a support player on the team. So those kinds of – and I do mention some of that in the book – but uh, also remember that your attention will migrate just to the to the stuff that's negative, yeah, and no, you'll, no, yeah, you'll miss the stuff no that, that was said yeah. that was positive, right. you know. Um, but as uh, as we all know, the what makes the enneagram kind of special is that it reveals that what's best about you is what's worst, and what's worst is also what's best, right? And uh, so that's the reason that's the reason why. Also, I would say that twos, threes, and fours more than any other numbers because they're in the shame triad when they read material about themselves that's you know difficult tend to respond more uh viscerally than other types yeah yeah i i I, that that makes sense to me yeah where do people learn about what's next for you uh well first of all they can just uh, email me and tell me what's no. I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. You know, it's I mean, do you have a website yet? You have I Instagram. I you have... Oh, I have an Instagram, but it's not. I'm not fully using it. And, um, you know, I, this has been. We've been out of office almost exactly a year, mm-hmm. uh, and it's been an incredible year for us just to do it. And we found that life feels full with lots of things that we're involved in. We're trying, like everybody else, I'm, and I guess like a three would. Um, you know, the 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 healthy part of me of a three says, you know, you want to be like that. Uh, the fourth kind of seed that fell on the good soil and produced 100x or 60 or 100 times or 60 times and so we're christy and i are trying to figure out okay what's that look like for the this last piece of our life and i've loved being in political office i don't know if i'll do it again if if i don't i don't like i said right now i don't i don't have something like that that i'm saying oh yeah i'm gonna run for this um but i've loved that but you know we also have figured out there's a whole lot of ways that that we think we can use the things that God's taught us over the last 60 years. Yeah. Well, Annie and I sure love the Haslam's. We uh, we've we've really had it's fun. I'll I'll tell I want I'm gonna tell one story on you. So this is one of the things that I appreciate about you and Anne. I think you all have figured out a way to use a wide 
variety of gifts and talents in a lot of different ways. I was in a conversation one time at a meeting, and I'm talking to four other people, four people, and somehow somebody brings up Ian Cron, and I go, oh, I, I know Ian. And um, somebody says, how do you know him? And I say, and then I, so I ask each one of them, and each one of them knew you from a different place in life. Well, he was – he was on Young Life staff back in Connecticut. Oh, no, he was the the priest at my church. Oh, no, he was so-and-so. And all of them, though, there was a consistent thread wound through there of ways that you had touched their lives in different ways. And so, Chrissy, I appreciate that. We, the, the, I, the, I have one last question. Is it is it just us, or does everybody wonder how you got in? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much everybody. That's awesome. <laughs> Our house does. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's awesome, man. Will you come back and be with us? I'd love to. Thanks for having me. It's fun. Uh, like I said, and I, I mean that. We, it's been for uh, you know. I get everybody needs to, but particularly for folks like me that don't grow up thinking a lot about what our feelings are and where they came from and what's driving us. Um, it, this this is really helpful. Yeah. Well, love to Chrissy and to the kids, and uh, I will take you up on it and call you back. Deal. All right. Enneagram Typology listeners, Enneagram fans, thanks for listening to Typology this week. Please remember the words of the great Oscar Wilde. Be yourself. Everybody Everybody else else is already taken. (laughs) (laughs) Love it.